بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Welcome once again to our weekly fiqh program wherein we will be discussing the very important basic masail and rulings with regard to our deen, with regard to fiqh and jurisprudence um, and mainly related to those things um, that affect us in our daily lives the type of stuff that we learned when we were in madrasa in the maktab madrasa in the afternoons and more often than not what we remember throughout our lives is what we learned in these very madrasas and that is why it's so important for us maybe now a little older having our own children etc that we too send our children to the madaris so that they may learn these basics of deen which will enable them to live their everyday lives according to the sharia and according to the sunnah of habib sallallahu alaihi wasallam my dear respected elders brothers sisters like i mentioned last week on the first program that this is primarily as a refresher course and there will be certain things that will require practical uh, demonstrations etc which is not possible over the radio and that is when we can ask our local ulama etc if we are not clear about something but by and large whatever uh, theory we discuss most of that alhamdulillah we will be able to implement and this will serve as a refresher course for us uh, enabling us to practice once again on deen in a way that will be uh, according to the shariat we commenced last week with the masail on istinja which means cleaning the private parts after passing out urine and stool by using clean water or lumps of soil etc we mentioned that it is sunnah to make istinja after passing out urine stool etc and one should go to a place of total privacy when one is relieving oneself after relieving wash the private parts until satisfied that they have become clean it is permissible to use lumps of dry earth for istinja provided that the body is properly cleaned if water is available water will always take preference and water can be used but if water is not available for whatever reason then lumps of dry soil uh, may be used for istinja provided that the body is properly cleaned uh, by using these lumps of clay or these lumps of soil it is makru to make istinja with coal bones glass baked bricks and printed paper however we mentioned that when it comes to toilet paper itself it is permissible to use toilet paper firstly it is not used for any other purpose besides uh, cleansing oneself after istinja and it is not printed paper it is not paper that a person can take benefit from in any way so that is why it is permissible to use toilet paper because it is manufactured for this very purpose of making istinja and for cleansing oneself so in with regard to toilet paper there is no problem it is makruh tahrimi to face or show the back to the qibla when passing out urine or stool makruh tahrimi is a level beyond the normal makruh makruh tahrimi is something which is undesirable 
almost to the level of hurmat, almost to the level of making it haram completely. So when it comes to facing or showing the back to the Qibla, that means our front side and the back, our back also should not face Qibla when we are relieving ourselves, when we are passing out urine or stool. Now, generally, if we go to masajid, etc., this is taken into account that the toilets, etc., are facing in a direction which is not in line with, uh, with our face, our front, or our back facing towards the Qibla. But sometimes in our homes, especially if we are building our own homes, for example, or we are refurbishing the bathrooms, etc., we must take this into account. Now, if we move into a house uh, that was maybe built by non-Muslims, for example, or for whatever reason, we find that the toilet is now facing the Qibla. The front or the back is facing the Qibla. Then we should try and change it if it is within our our means to change the direction of the toilet so that we are not facing the Qibla. Because like we said, it is Makrueta Harimi and it is something which is very, very undesirable. But in the condition where one is unable, maybe one does not have the means, etc., to refurbish and change the toilet, then we should try and, and, and position ourselves in such a way where we are slightly, whilst we are still on the pen or whatever it is, we are slightly away from the Qibla. Whatever little effort we can make to ensure that we are not directly facing the Qibla, but a little bit to the side, to this way or that way. And in that way, they, inshallah, we make istighfar also to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the fact that we were or we could be facing the Qibla. But when we are refurbishing our homes, etc., this must be taken into account that I could uh, be facing the Qibla when, I, when I'm relieving myself. So build the toilet in such a way that you are not facing the Qibla. That is the front or the back, my dear respected brothers and sisters. The front or back should not face the Qibla. It is forbidden to seat little children facing or showing their backs towards the Qibla as well. That means that when we are putting little children on the toilets, etc., they too, we should take cognizance of the fact that they too are not facing the Qibla when they are passing out urine or stool, when they are relieving themselves. So for adults as well as children, we should do our utmost to ensure that this does not happen. When we are in the toilet, or before going to the toilet, we should remove any rings, badges, or anything else on which the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, His Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Quranic verses, or any hadith of Rasul al-Karim, so those are the sayings of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, are written on. So if we have any rings, any badges, um, maybe a pendant, Maybe some Quranic verse, like a small little Tawis or something of that sort, which has the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is visible, which is visible, then this is also not allowed uh, when going to the toilet. Now, if we have a Tawis on that is covered by cloth, for example, uh, or if we take the ring that we're wearing and put it into our pockets, then this will be permissible. Then it will be fine as long as it is not visible whilst we are in the toilet. Sometimes people wear these badges um, 
or pendants or something like that that has, for example, La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah, or it has the name of Allah, it has the name of Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So all these things, because of the sign of disrespect, like with the previous masala, that is not permissible to face our front or back to the qibla, it is out of respect for the qibla. It is out of respect. Similarly, in this particular masala as well, um, we have the Quranic verses, we have the sayings of Rasulullah Karim sallallahu alayhi wasallam. It is a sign of disrespect for a person to take this whilst it is visible into the toilet with him or her. So, like I say, if a person takes it and maybe puts it into their pockets, etc., then it will be okay. Then it will be okay, it will be permissible to do this. There's one masla that I would like to highlight at this time, which came to my mind as I was preparing this lesson. And uh, obviously we have to, you know, make these masail relevant as well to the time that we are living in. And uh, what we notice nowadays is with the advent of smartphones, etc., that a lot of people have apps on their phones with the Holy Quran, and they have maybe a hadith of Rasulullah Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. I've seen many people have the Arba'een and Nawawi, that is the 40 hadith of Imam Nawawi, rahmatullah alayhi, and uh, very informative, of course. And I mean, um, who can deny that uh, having the Quran Sharif uh, uh, available at any given moment so a person when they are free they can uh, resort to reading the Quran Kareem etc this is obviously a very very beautiful thing and encouraged that whenever we have free time to recite the Quran Kareem however there are few masail that go with it one of them being that if we have uh, the Quran Kareem on our phones now we cannot go with it into the toilet as well. If the Quran Sharif itself is on the screen and the screen is visible, that is the first masla. Um, the masla is that if the Quran Karim is not on the screen, visible on the screen, then it would be permissible to go with it for the phone in the toilet. That's one masla. The second masla is with regard to touching the screen that has the Quranic verses or a hadith particularly the Quranic verses on it without wudu. Now it will happen that yes, maybe we are free and we have a little bit of time and we'd like to read Quran Sharif, etc. And we open the Quran app and we find that the verses of the Quranic Karim are now written on the screen. So is it permissible for us to touch the screen where the words are written without wudu? So the ulama have mentioned that it is not permissible. It will not be permissible to touch the verses of the Quran Kareem that appear visible on the screen whilst we are reciting if we are not in a state of wudu. So this is something that we need to take uh, note of. And thirdly and most importantly is the masala with regard to whether we should have the Quranic app on the phone or not. Now here <coughs> permissibility is there. We are not denying that it, it is permissible or not permissible. Permissibility is there to have the app, the Quran app on your phone. But if we have the Quran app on our phone and it is somewhere stored in the memory of the phone, we must be very, very careful, my dear respected brothers and sisters, that we do not have pictures on the phone, videos on the phone, music on the phone, Stuff that will show disrespect to the Quran Karim. Imagine that at one moment a person is looking 
at a picture of a woman or a man for that matter or is listening to music and then he opens up the Quranic app on that very phone. So this is something that a lot of the ulama mention falls under the scope of being disrespectful to the Quranic Karim and to the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if we cannot now it does not mean that we should remove the Quran app from our phones, rather remove all that which is haram and keep the Quran app like we tell people that you know a person has in his lounge a beautiful frame of Ayatul Kursi but he has a a TV and a television in the same room. So this is disrespectful because we know on television there is music and there is nudity and all of those things and you have the Quranic verses of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the frame on the wall. So we say remove it, not remove the frame, rather remove the television. In the same way, do not remove the Quran app, but rather remove all that which is haram from your smartphone, like your videos and your pictures and your music and all those type of things that we might have on there. But if we find that we aren't able to do this, for whatever reason, our weaknesses, then my dear respected brothers and elders and sisters, we should try and remove that app of the Quran Karim from our phones. This is the view of many ulama uh, because of disrespect that is shown to the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this manner. Like I say, it is better to remove all the haram and keep the Quran app and the hadith so that we can keep the, Quran, the, keep the phone clean and not thereby show any disrespect to the phones. Um, and this is something that is very, very important in our deen to show respect for the sha'ir of deen, for the uh, symbols of deen. When we are making istinja, we should use only the left hand. Do not urinate or pass stool on a public road or path beneath a fruit tree or tree giving shade uh, or in a well, dam or river for the reason that Many people uh, use these things, public use uh, the roads. They may take, um, you know, comfort in the shade of a tree. They may uh, want to pluck the fruit from a tree, etc. So in Islam, we should not relieve ourselves in such places where uh, it is very highly possible that the public could be using it for their benefit, for their needs, to fulfill their needs, etc., etc. Inshallah, we've, alhamdulillah, we've come to the end of the segment of this program. Uh, on fiqh and the basic masail, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for both you and I to understand and to put into practice whatever was said and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq of educating and empowering ourselves with regard to the teachings of deen wa akhiru da'wana an alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen wa alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh